0: Welcome to Ghost of a Podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Lignato. I'm an astrologer, psychic medium, and animal communicator, and I'm going to give you your weekly horoscope and no-bullshit mystical advice for living your very best life. I know you're trying to keep up with the transits, and if you are a student of astrology or you're a professional astrologer looking for a tool that's not noisy, that can help with your astro workflow, then I've got the tool for you. It's Astrology for Days. It is the transit tracking tool that offers you no noise, just exactly what you need, a clean, Clear place to keep notes and track the damn transits. Just go to astrology4days.com to subscribe today. If you're trying to check it out, you can subscribe for a month or you can subscribe for the whole year. That's astrology4days.com. Welcome back to Ghost. This week I have a real treat for you. I am sharing an excerpt of a podcast that I was on where I got to give some readings. It's called Sex Talk with My Mom. And I hope you check it out. And if you like this reading, you can hear the full episode over on their feed. So please enjoy the readings that I gave to Cam and Karen Lee. So can we can we ask
1: maybe one personal question from each of us? (laughs) Fuck yeah.
2: Let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Here we go.
1: Mom, do you want to go first? You want me to go first?
2: I think you want you deserve to go first.
1: Okay, I'll go first.
2: He hasn't been feeling um, well because he deserves to get some
1: personal okay. attention. <laughs> Thank you, Moot. I'm curious about two th- uh, I, one question related to career and one question related to relationships. Okay. So I guess that's two questions. Um, the first one is I'm obviously spending a lot of time on career. As I just told you, I'm having the palpitations. <laughs> and I would like to know, is this the right path? Should I keep going with this and in this way at this, at this speed?
0: Here's the answer. You and speed... It's a complicated uh, relationship. It looks like you are really good at going long and going hard. Like you really you tend to work incredibly hard and you're not great with the boundaries thing. Oh. You just kind of work until you collapse or you work until something stops you. Eh?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And correct. so this it, you're going through a period right now where you have great opportunity for power and success and expansion of your career. Mm -hmm. But if I was to say to you, yeah, keep on going at this speed, then I would be slightly inhumane because (laughs) success is only success if you can feel it. I know Mm -hmm. you live in LA, and so a lot of people will disagree with me, but I know I'm right. You know, I've worked with so many successful people. I know many successful people in a conventional sense. And are they happier than people who have less? No, no fucking Mm. way they're not. So you know that some of the ways in which you're working aren't sustainable and they're not really serving you, but they're effective. Mm. And so the question is, if you believe in, what you're doing. And if you want to build it for your future, can you use this moment to develop new habits so that if you are as successful as it seems like you could be, that you could actually enjoy your fucking success, success, that you could actually, yeah, that you could thrive and be Mm -hmm. abundant and not just have more. Does that make Mm -hmm. sense as an answer?
1: Yeah. So did you get
0: this off the, just his chart or, or a genuine feeling? hundred percent off his birth chart. Wow. Yeah. 100% 100% the birth chart. Um, I can drop a couple details. I just, just assume you guys won't know what I'm saying, but w- watch me go. So you've got this Mars-Jupiter conjunction uh, in the aneurotic degrees of Taurus in the first house. And this is why you've always been like, people like you, you get along, opportunities kind of fall into your lap. Um, you're kind of resilient. And I say kind of because you have mitigating factors in your chart. But this part of you is very <laughs> resilient and you get so much positive reinforcement for going long going hard, for being resilient, for being a kind of like easygoing, but strong, like, you know, very present guy, that it's easy for you to overdevelop that part of yourself because it gets such great results and people like it and underdevelop how you feel and what you need and those are things that you you do have a tendency to underdevelop. I know we're going to talk about love. I was just giving you a little spoiler. Um, And for you to have a balanced life in the way that you actually want, where you have, you know, friends and you have love and you have time to be alone because you need time alone for you to have all those things will require figuring out how to pace yourself more efficiently mm-hmm. as an adult. Because pacing yourself efficiently in your, you know, twenties is a different thing than in your thirties, and it's a different thing on and on every decade, right? Mm-hmm. So, anyways, that's that's the quick, and also your your midheaven is at twenty five degrees of Cap, and Pluto's conjunct your midheaven, so your career is kind of exploding right
2: now. And so, which career on... is this? Is this? <laughs> He's got a couple different things going on, but they're all interconnected. No, yes, yeah. So, when
0: I look at when I look at Cam's chart, what I see is that. On the one hand, um, it does look like you have the tendency to have like your job. You're like you have a career that's like a job that is like the thing that you put at the top of the pile. But everything Mm -hmm. you do is interconnected because you're just that kind of guy. And also um, that might not be the thing you like the most. Mm -hmm. And I am a fucking hippie. So I think you should love what you do if you do it over and over again, you know, Mm -hmm. and that's not always possible. But for you, it is for you. It, your chart says very clearly if you're willing, if you're willing to be true to yourself in a way that doesn't always make sense to other people, if you're willing to make adjustments kind of frequently, even when you'd rather just like set it and forget it, if you're willing to do those things, um, yeah, I mean, you can, you can pretty much have what you want. The trouble is you do get stopped up with your personal life and it influences your goals a little bit. Um, But you're really young and I imagine that you're, I mean, from what I'm seeing, you're doing great. I'm not worried for you. Who's worried? Is someone worried for you? I mean, we're worried that you're sick right now, but like, we're not worried for you. Um, you're doing well. Does that make sense to both of you?
1: I appreciate that. I 100%. think my mother would lo- loves that. Okay. <laughs> I Here's why she loves it. Because I have this career, which is this podcast network that I run. Oh, you run a podcast network. Yeah. That's
0: amazing. Congratulations. Thank you. Mm-hmm.
1: Um and then I have this show with mom. It's called Sex Talk with My Mom that you're currently on. Yes, and we're hoping to make it into a TV show. And she recognizes that my time is limited between all of these different things. Mm-hmm. Um, so obviously she wants the one involving her well, you're kind of to, without saying to pop it. off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the other thing is, you know, listen, you're really good at asking for help and you're also really bad at asking for help, Cam. Like mm. you're both. And I think. There's just certain things that you prefer to do by yourself because you just want them to be done right. And you're, you know, you're a Pisces and you prefer to be like easygoing and nice with people, but you're actually like really rigid and there's a way that things need to be done um, <laughs> around certain things. 100%. So then those are the things you don't like to ask for help with. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, you know, you're dealing with that very much yeah. to your own detriment. And I and I mean it like it is something to work on because mm. There's no such thing as perfection. And every failure is an opportunity to learn. And there's a way, okay, and pardon me because I'm do, I'm doing a damn thing here. But there's a way that you manage your mental health by being perfectionistic. And mm. when things go sideways on you, you take it real fucking hard. Um, luckily, mm. they don't go sideways on you a ton. But when they do, it can be really hard on you. Uh, psychologically and emotionally and so part of your perfectionism is kind of like keeping unpleasantness at bay Mm. and so from my perspective looking at your birth chart developing greater emotional intelligence and more um, uh, kind of accessible and appropriate emotional tools for yourself right now as you are and as you grow the easier it will be to manage work-life balance and manage perfectionism. Because the problem isn't really around how you work. It's more about your motivation for why you work yourself so hard. Hmm. I'm giving you excellent advice. I don't mean to brag. I know it doesn't totally make sense, but think about it and work with it.
1: I I plan to re-listen to this and, and soak it in.
0: Good. That's the goal. So you wanted to ask me about love? Yes. Okay. Tell me what's the question.
1: So I guess the question, this might tie into your comments about mitigating factors, it's very challenging for me to find uh, a long-term relationship or even short-term relationships, honestly. Mm. I partially know why that is, but I'm curious to know why you think it is. And also if, it should be, if I should try to change that in any way.
0: Do you want to be in a long-term relationship?
1: If I found the right person.
0: That's not an answer.
1: <laughs> no, it w- I'd be open to that. Eventually, I do want to be in a long-term relationship. Okay. I have a family.
0: Oh, so you want human children?
1: Human children, ideally.
0: Okay, okay. I mean, you know, people have dogs, people have yeah, cats, yeah. So they're very happy with birds. Okay, so you're saying, in a very Piscean, non-direct way, <laughs> that you want to be in a partnership that leads to children, aka a marriage, but not now, correct? Right, yeah. Okay, correct. and that's your answer. The reason why you're not getting into relationships, you don't like hurting people's feelings. You don't mm-hmm. like saying no to people and you're straight, right? You date girls, women, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. ideally women. Um, so what do women want? Generally speaking, commitment, right? They mm-hmm. want to know it's moving towards a thing. You're ambiguous. Ooh. Your son is in Pisces. It's in the 12th house. You have an intercept moon in Aries. Ambiguity is your middle name when it comes to relationship stuff. Not much else. You're not ambiguous around career, Not at all, Um, but when it comes to intimacy, you are ambiguous. And so you do this thing where you start dating women and they're like, oh my God, he's so serious. He's so sweet. This is going somewhere. And you're like, eh, I don't know, maybe. And then you bounce, but you feel bad. A lot of dudes bounce and they feel fine. You bounce and you feel bad. And so instead of putting yourself in that position, you just get really picky or you only go for unavailable people. And that is called a self-fulfilling prophecy. And so here we go. Learning how to have boundaries with people is really important. And part of having boundaries with people is not giving them everything in the first three dates. You do this because in part, you've got Venus and Pisces, you're romantic, you're a little bit devotional, and you're like love language or whatever. You like being perceived as a sweet person. Unfortunately, what this translates to in heterosexual union uh, is oh my god, he's so sweet. He's a podcast with his mother. Let's do this. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my god, no, wait, no, whoa, wait, no, what, wait. And so again, low self esteem makes you feel like shit. And we're back to what are your coping mechanisms for feeling like shit? You work, you become mm. busy. So now we have a cycle. And unfortunately, in the context of capitalism and being an ambitious person, it's a very uh, kind of high-functioning coping mechanism. And it's so high-functioning, you could do what a lot of dudes do. You could wake up one day, you're 45, and you're like, oh, fuck, I guess I really actually have to fix this. And then what do you do? Well, you have a lot of options, but all of them involve you, if you have kids, being a much older father, which isn't bad. But- I can see in your chart, it's not what you want. And I can Mm. see in your chart, sorry, mom, if this is a sorry mom thing, that you are ambiguous about kids. You said you wanted kids in such a clear way. I imagine you've been saying that your whole life. I don't believe you. I believe that you maybe want kids, but I do see how seriously you take parenting and how seriously you take intimacy and how you haven't figured out how to navigate your own independent needs yet. And so it scares you, because having kids means your heart is walking around in other people's bodies, right? Like, it's just, it, it's not something to be cavalier about. How can you work the way you work as a dad? A lot of guys could. A lot of women could. I don't know that you could. No, he could You mm. care really intensely. And I think that all of these things put together, and you're how old now? I know I'm looking at your birth year. 32. Thank you. Okay, so you're right at the verge of your Christ year. Okay. So... This is all good stuff. You're the right age for us to be having this conversation because next year, your 33rd year, will be a time where you will be confronted with with your choices here. And Mm. it's not choices around women. Attracting partners is not your problem, honey. Like you have problems, that's not your problem. (laughs) The problem (laughs) is more around what you're willing to do and whether Mm. or not it works for you. And I will give you a little bit more here, which is to say that, um, even though you're really ambiguous and you like to pull back, you got abandonment issues. And so mm. you don't like women who are super like aloof and cavalier. You like women who are like attentive. Has anyone ever broken up with you?
1: Mm. No,
0: hmm. maybe, maybe, well, maybe one in, person, in seventh grade, but it maybe. was a
1: mutual thing.
0: Okay. So they broke up with you, but it was mutual. Huh. Right. It's very Piscean answer again. Very Piscean <laughs> answer. Okay. So, uh, I actually like so, do a okay, podcast okay. with him. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> so here, here, there's something as an astrologer that I'm always looking out for, which is what I call the projected form of the birth chart. So when I look at your birth chart, it says, oh, look, he's got abandonment issues. The idea of being broken up with or worse, somebody just fucking bouncing, somebody just leaving is very painful. So how do you work around it? You just only uh, engage with people who you're quite certain are not going to do that, even though, ironically, that doesn't Mm. work for you because those people end up being a little bit needier and a little bit too, like, there um, for you. And so you end up leaving because that doesn't work either. The key for you, and I cannot say this emphatically enough, is boundaries. It's having healthy boundaries with yourself so that you can then have them with women. Because Mm -hmm. the truth is, the woman who's going to be, like, the right person for you has her own fucking thing going on. And also, she is tender and supportive and, like, really emo. And also, third very important part, and I'm sure mom is going to agree with me, we'll call you on your shit. Because it looks like people don't always do that because you're so nice. But in intimate Mm. relationships is where, and again, you haven't had many yet, it sounds like, so maybe it's like TBD here. But in intimate relationships the parts of you that are not as nice is where it comes out. You some when you're done, when you don't want to have a conversation, you're done. When you're shut down and you just need to be alone, you're done. And not super flexible there. And in a Mm -hmm. marriage, in an intimate long-term relationship, that shit is either gonna not fly or you need the right person who's like, okay, he's off for now. Or hey, I'm over here, honey, you don't get to just check out until we finish our conversation and they say it in a way that actually works with you mm-hmm. and this is something that is difficult it's just difficult but it's absolutely doable you know finding the right person is a risk because if you seek the right person uh you might find the wrong person
1: Hmm. do you see in my chart that i'm going to end up with one person
0: are you asking me about marriage or are you asking me about polyamory
1: Oh, uh, more about marriage. Okay. Yeah. Finding one is no need. Yeah.
0: Okay. 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 I mean, you know, I just like to be real specific here. Um, Truth talk. If you want to be partnered, you you can be. It is in your best interest to be partnered. And Mm. do I see that it will happen? I can't say that. You are very strong-willed. You are very Mm. strong-willed. And I think that you, let me put it this way. I can walk around the world being like, I want to lose five pounds. I want to lose five pounds. I tell all my friends, I want to lose five pounds. I think about it all the time. I want to lose five pounds. And then, hey, can I have a bite of your muffin? I just bought a chocolate bar. I'm eating all of the coffees with all of the creamer and the whipped cream. So Mm. there's a difference between desire and choice.
1: Mm.
0: And you have not made the choice. Or Hmm. any of the many choices one needs to make to have a partner. Now, you can make that choice later today. You can make that choice tomorrow. But you have not currently made that choice. And Mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. that this is where we come back to free will. And I see that even though you could absolutely be partnered, married happily, um, with or without kids, even though you could absolutely – it is, I think, something that would make you very happy – you could absolutely not end up doing it. Hmm. Um, and that would be a passive choice that you make with great effort
1: as uh, you've been doing,
0: as I would describe it.
1: I appreciate that. You're
0: welcome. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> that was
2: great. It's
1: it fascinating. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you for Thank sharing you. that. It's
2: my pleasure. It's my pleasure. Yeah. I would like to find out about my relationship with Cam as a partner my business my business where it's going in terms of like you said um we're trying to do an animated tv show and my current relationship with my animated boyfriend. tv show yes no one said that that's cool okay and the current relationship that i've had for 13 and a half years who i live with my boyfriend so okay. i don't know how you can so, zero Oh, honey i can pay. go watch me go <laughs>
0: watch me go. Um, okay. Let's start with career. Cause it's the simplest, uh, straightforward answer that I see. Um, so while cams midheaven, which is the career point, um, is activated right now, yours gets activated next year, early next year and for two years. And so if you're trying to create a deal that will, um, you know, be a TV show, the astrology is fucking excellent for that. You know, um, that's now, what my tarot card said. Great. It looks excellent. The only mitigating factor, I'll say, is that the Pluto return of the United States is this massive transit that's happening, which can be very tumultuous. Um, And, you know, what I think can happen is that, you know, deals, entertainment deals, um, can go in radically different ways when major social unrest occurs. Um, So that would be the only, like, thing that I could see stopping it. That's how strong it is. Mm. So your career shit looks like, check it off the fucking thing. It's like great. And you love doing it. I, like I it brings truly you joy. Do. Oh yeah. It looks like a hobby. Like it's like, not like it looks like a hobby in a negative way. It's just like you would do this in any context. Like this is just fun for you. Absolutely. Um, now the other two questions were about your partnership and are, do you live together? My, yes. And are you guys monogamous? Yes. Okay. Um, hold on. Let me just peep around. And what do you want to know about this relationship?
2: Well, 13 and a half years. And it's been, woo, woo, woo. I just curious as to the future of the relationship, if you see it progressing in a positive way, or is it going to be rocky road or is it going downhill? So are you really asking, do you really want me to look at this? Yes. Okay. So I'm going to um, do
0: it psychically. Watch a bitch go. So I want to make sure I'm seeing him correctly. Um, he's like both really easygoing and really rigid. Yes. Okay. Um, kind of a big guy. Yes. Okay. Got him. Um, you fight a lot. Um, yes. In some ways it, I think it works for you to fight a lot. And I don't, <laughs> you know, I, sometimes I look at conflict and I'm like, okay, you're fighting about something substantive and this is unhealthy. And sometimes I look at conflict and I'm just like, it's like schwitzing. It's just what you do. It's maybe a little unpleasant, but it is what it is. I think there are moments and, and maybe even months where you're like, this is bullshit. This is too much fighting or fighting about things that are actually not okay. And the rest of the time, you're like, this is what we do. And this actually works for me. Like it's, it's working. And it's not conventional. I think the key is whether or not you fight fair and whether or not when things are substantive, You can like slow the conversation down and actually fucking have a conversation instead of just being kind of jerks to each other, which, again, kind of works for the two of you. Does that make sense? Spot fucking on.
2: Yeah. What do you think, Cam? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that's a very accurate interpretation. Thank you very much.
2: Literally, like, it it was beyond. Thank you very much. Luckily, tears, because it was so perfect. Good. Thank
0: you. And also, the sex is good?
2: Sex is great. And I could
0: say yeah, that I mean, my son. He's a Gemini. Well, uh, I have one of those two at home. Uh, big fan. So in your birth chart, That's you great. have Mars as the focal planet of your T-square. And what this means, very broadly speaking, I, you know, I won't get to all the details of the world, but what this means is that it took you a long time when you were younger to give yourself permission to like have your anger in a healthy way and for you having intimate relationships where you can be fucking annoyed with people because people are annoying uh, it's actually good for you as long as you know the limits and inevitably you cross the line sometimes and I'm sure he crosses the line sometimes and you know the problem with that is only if you're not willing to be humble and be like I crossed the fucking line that was that wasn't fair and we have rules of conduct I'm allowed to insult your hairline and I'm not allowed to insult your shoe size and that's the rules so I'm sorry I crossed the line like as long as you can have those uh, kind of agreements, it's fine for you. And you know, there's a way that for you, living your life in a way that works for you, fuck convention, it's one of the things you've come here to figure out. It's one of the things you've come here to to really give yourself. And this is really unconventional. You well, know? he's 15 um,
2: years younger than
0: me. Start with that. Oh, and he's 15 years younger. It, that doesn't look like an issue. Nope. Is it an issue? No. Nope. No, it doesn't look like an issue at all. It doesn't look like it's an issue for him or
2: for you. Mm-mm.
0: The Does he have health problems? Not yet.
2: <laughs> One of the things we find about is what he eats.
0: Yeah. he's does, Is there heart disease in his family?
2: His dad had a heart attack at 62. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I do see that his... Um, I mean, you're healthier than him. He does need to take better care of his um, of his cardiovascular system. And he has to take better care of his body in general. And you are not in a place in your life where you want to manage that anymore. And that doesn't mean that you don't talk about it all the fucking time. You got Mercury and Venus in Virgo. So you probably are like, you should eat this. You should do that to everyone that you care about. Um, but... You actually don't want to mother him. You've done that in your life and you're done with that. And so it's a little bit of a mixed message that you give him. It's like you expect him to do it on his own, but you also kind of micromanage it. And I think having a conversation with him where you say to him, listen, I understand that I try to micromanage and I don't do it. Always because I love you, I do it because it's my habit and I do it because I love you and I do it because I'm scared you won't take care of yourself if I don't remind you. And I want you to know the reason why I do it is because I love you and I don't want to watch you suffer and I don't want to lose you and I love you. If if, if you can like hear that, what can, what can you say to me? Like just ask him, like what can you say to me? This thing I'm suggesting is something that I call, it's like a relationship theory that I have and that I use with my clients all the time. I call it blowjobs and pizza. <laughs> when we welcome, <laughs> to, my welcome to my mind welcome to my mind i'm there Thank you. I, I, I had a feeling you'd be ready to go so the blowjobs and pizza theory is when we're in a partnership and the only time we talk about difficult things is when we're having a fight or when you're like riled up about a thing your partner is responding to your energy and your tone and not your words so if instead we blowjobs for everyone you order a pizza or whatever is delicious and fun and not too serious. And you remember that you're a team. And then as a teammate, you say to your teammate, hey, teammate, I I know I don't always pass the ball the way I should. Uh, I know you don't. And I want us to be a better team. Let's talk about this difficult thing. Everyone's more open. The conversation goes better. And if you do it as a manipulation tactic, it doesn't work. It only works when you remember he is your fucking teammate. And the reason why you get on him is only because, A, it's fun. And B, you're you're scared. You care about him and you're scared. And so this this strategy, it really works when used and it'll work with him. It would also work on you if he was listening. Uh, So, you know, for whatever that's worth. But overall, the relationship looks good. I, you know, I look at your chart and I see that you really, you could, you could stay or go kind of in general, like you're a person who, who's just like, you change, you really change in life. Um, And so, you know, the question that you've asked me, I'm not sure if you're like, will we be together forever? I would hate to answer that question for you because I don't want you to feel strangled. Like, I don't want you to feel
2: stuck. I didn't just keep on choosing him until you don't choose him. Yeah. That's how we've taken it like day by day. I, and I'm like, well, it works for me today. Didn't work for that's me a couple the way months to do ago, but it worked for me today.
0: I think that's the way to do it. You know, in my, I'm in a 10-year-long relationship myself, and we're forever fianced. Um, I don't want to get married. It makes me want to poke my eyes out. Mm-hmm. Would hate to be married. And we are in the state of fiancés, where it's always potential and commitment and romance. Yeah. And I'm a fan of that. And your chart is Uranian enough that some version of that is what works for you. Being able to choose your partner instead of being contractually obliged to your partner is a better match for you. Much better. Um, Yeah. So this is where you need to be now. I think that this relationship gives you the stimulation and also the stability that you crave. And sometimes you wish you were getting a little more stability and you're getting stimulation, vice versa. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes it goes either way, but I, I think the problems in this relationship are actually kind of, they're not big problems for you for the most part. Um, does that make sense? I So I see and, you smiling and agreeing. That's yeah, what I'm curious totally. about. It does.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay, cool. Cool, cool, cool. That's great. That's great. Okay. So now we have a third question. I told you I get to all your questions. I Thank like you. a challenge. So what's the third question?
1: You were asking about our relationship as business partners.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's right. That's right. Interesting.
2: What are you asking about this relationship? Hmm. Yesterday, when I did the tarot, I, I it seemed like there was a lot—you of, uh, you know—two cards like popped out, and I wanted to put one back, and my friend else said, "No, you got to keep that one." Both what of them was it? To, they were both along these lines of I, it might have been this, but I again, I'm not a hundred percent sure. That's a great card. Okay. They, they were all about um, not being afraid and just going out and and. And choosing to uh, not give a you know a shit about what people think and just do your do your thing that you've been working on. It just seeing okay. like that's where it was going. And then I so, was thinking in terms of Cam because he is a you know obviously a partner in this podcast and in the future um, if we do something with TV and things like that. I was thinking how well, well is this a you know a good thing for both of us? It feels like it is. So. In your relationship
0: chart, you have a Sun-Midheaven-North Node-Saturn conjunction, which means that it makes weirdly perfect sense that the two of you would have a public career together. Wow. Mm. Weird. I would never have guessed that from a parent-child relationship, but but here we are. Here are my caveats, okay? It could be either of you based on our conversations and, and based on looking at, both of your charts, I'm going to guess it's cam, but it could be either of you will at some point need to pivot or change. And the other person will feel threatened and harmed by that. And the two of you do not have great boundaries. Sorry. Um, and so this is going to be, um, you know, a sticky situation. I imagine you've had moments of this throughout your relationship. I mean, you're couldn't be closer. Right. Um, and so the agreements, the two of you make need to have flexibility to them. So that it feels like success and it isn't just externally successful because the, you have all the markers for professional public success. Um, but you don't have all the markers for flexibility and good boundaries. In fact, you don't have many. So that's the thing I would work on. And this isn't about like I guess ar- arguably like the whole thing. Your whole shtick is no boundaries. Let's just do this, right? So you you make it work for you. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm more talking about there's a way that you're very different people around negotiating boundaries. Um, Karen Lee, you're actually really great at being like no. Don't want it, not no. And then Cam, when I look at your chart, you come across like you're good at it, but I don't know that you are good at it. Does that make sense to you?
1: Yeah, I think many yeah. times in this conversation, you've been like, This there's no boundaries here. You gotta do something.
0: Yeah, yeah. And this, just like in any other professional relationship, can be contractually negotiated. The problem is, as a you know, family relationships are not usually contractually negotiated negotiated. Hmm. And there's an inherent power differential, you know, mom, child. And so, you know, I would definitely say if you're going to do something like sign up for, uh, you know, a season or multiple seasons on a TV show, I would recommend you get a mediator who is there to represent both of your needs, not because there's conflict. You know, usually mediators are employed when there's a conflict. I'm not actually seeing a conflict. I'm seeing that you two could simply use a third party to make sure that both of your fears and hopes are addressed in your contractual agreement and this might not be like if you do something with netflix it might not be you know with your contract with netflix it might be a contract you make between the two of you not Mm. legally binding unless you want it to be, where you make agreements. So, you know, Cam, if you're just like, you know, my podcasting company is, you know, popping off and I need to step back, that there's infrastructure so that you're not abandoning the project Mm -hmm. and you're not abandoning your mom with no recourse because the project depends on both of you. There's some sort of agreements there. And this will make it so that neither of you feel, neither of you get screwed in any way. Not that I see that one of you would screw each other at all, but I'm, you know, prepare for the worst and then be thrilled when something moderately bad happens, you know, like and Jewish, I know things. Uh, so that's what I recommend for the two of you. Thank you. And for whatever it's worth, um, Cam, in doing this, you're developing skills that you need for the partnership that you theoretically want. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's worth doing in that way. And I think it would be very soothing for you, Karen Lee. Like, I think it'd be
2: very soothing for well, you. Yeah, I have this foreboding fear that I gotta get this thing done soon because I'm already getting old. You know, we talked oh, about that before we started this podcast.
0: You're like TikTok, TikTok, we gotta Tick-tack, get this done. You
2: know, I'm not gonna look as good as I look right now in five years from now.
0: I respect that. Slash also it's a cartoon. Right, right, right. But right. But I understand you're gonna be like doing press and yada yada yada. Yeah. I hear you. Um I will say that your fears show up in your relationship chart. And it's important that you remember who the fuck you are. It doesn't matter how old you are. As long as you are willing to evolve and pivot your relationship to beauty and vanity, um, you're not going to have a problem with that. Like, unless unless you let it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, every woman has a fucking problem with that. And also, you're going to be able to be working till you're old as fuck.
2: Yay. If you want to. Yeah. That's, that's and, an inherent question that I had over all those three questions. You know... You have to be really careful with your immune system. Do you have a thyroid issue? I did. I had a, a big you had, issue with it. Did you get it removed? No, it was a virus. It went in, like, attacked, and then went out. Thank God. Well, wow, you had a virus for, to your thyroid. Silent thyroiditis.
0: <gasps> I've never heard of that. But your chart is... Classic for this, even though I'd never heard of it. Um, When you get physical ailments, they kind of debilitate you. And they're often difficult to diagnose. They're random. They're often related to your metabolic system. You have to do a lot to support your kidneys and your liver, you know, like good um, stuff that you can address with Chinese medicine. But broadly speaking, you're quite healthy. And, um, you know, you have to be that California person who like doesn't eat all these foods in order to stay right with yourself you know so don't go back to illinois it'll be a pain in your ass you gotta don't stay worry. here that happen. outside of that like you know all bodies i mean they're they're made to they're made for a limited time only right like right. they don't last forever but you have so much energy and as long as you're managing your health you don't have only have five years and Fun fact, Cam has commitment issues. Now, Cam, I don't know if you think you have commitment issues, but I think you have commitment (laughs) issues. So I'm just saying it like it's a fact. And so the more worried you are of like, oh, shit, I only have a certain amount of time, the more that Cam kind of like shuts down. Uh Um, And Cam, does that feel right to you?
1: I would agree that, yeah, it's definitely hard for me to, to, uh, to find something to commit to. But I, she's never expressed any uh, ambiguity around the podcast or our no. work together. So it's never created any issues for me in terms of fear of like, Jessica, you know, what is we she going to bow out?
2: What, she, what he and I both did not bring up is we both have, and, and this goes with my other daughter, um, and, and it goes with a lot of family members um, in my past. Huge anxiety. Huge. Especially ours is medical anxiety. Other members okay. might have social anxiety, but we... As a, as a, I can speak for you on this, I'm sure, Cam.
1: Is this duo?
2: It's a, a duo, I see. Okay, a duo and that's a anxiety. lot of
0: what I'm talking about. This is, you know, I talk <clears> about boundaries. <throat> I'm saying that because I'm seeing these anxieties and I didn't, I wasn't seeing it as, you know, like medical, like an anxiety disorder or whatever. I was just seeing it as like in situations. Um, but that makes sense. And I think, again, you know, Being clear with people is hard when you're feeling anxious because you're not feeling clear. Like that's the whole fucking part of the problem with anxiety. (laughs) So that makes sense. And also, um, you know, when I come back to this relationship chart, the opportunities that you're being offered around TV or whatever it is, you don't need to jump at the first thing you're offered if it's not the right offer. And, you know, if you're feeling like TikTok, TikTok, tock, you might be like, yeah, it's not perfect, but I got to You don't got to do shit, girl. You don't got to do shit. So it's important to, you know, shop around your options. The thing is, is that in this situation, you are uncharacteristically driven by uh, a fear. And that's because of aging and aging yeah. as a woman in public is a fucking bitch. It's tough. It's just it's tough. And I think that there's an opportunity in this and you know what the opportunity is and you take the opportunity but the older you get the more you got to take the fucking opportunity it gets harder to do. So here we are and um, and I do think that that it's just about continuing to have that conversation with yourself around what it means to age in public um, and what what is doing it look like for you you know like what is doing it in a like healthy way look like for you because you can command great opportunities as a team. Don't jump on the first good opportunity out of fear. That's the, mm. that's the full message on that, that I wanted to make sure I expressed. Well, thank you both so much for having me. Thank, thank you. a true pleasure.
1: You're amazing. You are. I'm thank so you glad so we met.
0: Me too, me too. All this news about online companies taking advantage of their users is really demoralizing. That's why I want to tell you about Fight for the Future. They're a group of artists, engineers, and technologists who've powered the largest online protests in human history, defending our most basic rights in the digital age. They fight for a future where technology is a force for liberation, empowerment, and free expression, rather than oppression, tyranny, and corruption. To support their work and learn more about what they do, go to fightforthefuture.org. That's fightforthefuture.org. My loves, welcome to the Astrology Corner of Ghost. This week, there is a lot for us to talk about. I'm going to get into it in a second, but I got a little bit of news for you to start this off. On January 2nd, 2022 at 1033 a.m. Pacific Time, we have a new moon, the first new moon of the new year. And at that very time, on that very date, I am offering a class in partnership with Rachel Buddy of Fat in the Moon. She is an herbalist. And if you don't already know about Fat in the Moon, look them up. What the two of us are doing is we're teaming up to offer you a class to be supportive for 2022. Every year I drop a year ahead horoscope. This year's Year ahead horoscope. I'm going to be dropping on December 30th or the 31st. I'm not sure. If you're not already subscribed to the podcast, do hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, and then you'll get the alert when the episode comes out. You know, as I was working on the astrology of 2022, I hit I hit some road bumps. It's it's a lot. There's a lot going on. You know, we have been going through a lot. We are in a global pandemic. There are many things happening, and it's a stressful time. And the struggle I have with uh, predictive astrology is that it can be really stressful and it can be really upsetting. And I don't want to I don't want to stress you out and upset you. Honestly, I'm actually okay with stressing you out and upsetting you when it's helpful. But you know, predictive astrology can get sticky that way. So, anyways, this is why I am overjoyed to be partnering with Rachel to offer you this class on January 2nd. It's virtual; you can join from anywhere. And if that time and day doesn't work for you, you know, once you sign up for the class, you're going to get it copied. So you're going to be able to enjoy it at any time. Uh, You don't have to join live. Anyways, what we're doing here is I'm going to unpack and explain each of the major transits and how they're going to feel in 2022. And Rachel will share the plants that are corresponding and supportive to what we're going through and give really practical, user-friendly information on how to work with those plants and to use them to support you through all the things we're going through and are forthcoming. Uh, You will be able to come away from this class not only with more astrology and herbology knowledge, but with practical tools that you can return to throughout the year and use them to support yourself and your friends and your family and your community. So, you know, sign up. The link to the class is in the episode notes. It'll also be on my website, lovelinato.com. Also, it will be on their website at fatinthemoon.com. So there's really no shortage of places you can get tickets. And I'm really, really excited to be offering this, and I hope to see you there. Okay. So we are going to be looking at the astrology of December 19th through the 25th of 2021. And I'm not going to blow your mind when I tell you there's a lot going on. I mean, I, I'm guessing you can feel it, right? Like you can feel that there's a lot going on. We're in eclipse season. We're feeling the eclipsey feels. It's the end of the year. You know, there's a new variant of the pandemic. As this year closes, what I want to encourage you to consider is the stories. The stories that you've been telling yourself about yourself, about the world, about your relationships, about life. And I want to encourage you to question your stories and to question them by holding them up against your actual lived experiences, right? The evidence around you. If your stories exist mainly to justify your emotions, then you maybe need to revisit those stories and and question them. Astrology, at least the way I like to use it, is a tool for self-care, reflection, insight, strategies, growth. It's all the things. I mean, it's so many more things. But astrology doesn't do the work for you. It's a tool. Astrology, you know, as far as I use it's not a belief system. It's a tool. It's a tool you got to learn how to use and you've got to choose to use. So as we approach the solstice this year, as we approach the end of 2021, which has been a really intense year in a really intense decade, I want to just remind you that it's time to look within. It's time to reflect and to not just do the reflection, but to then use whatever we find through our reflection and to use it in a way that works for us. So, you know, I use the word use because I'm a Capricorn. You might want to motivate on it. You might want to start vision boarding it. You know, there's a million ways we can embody what we divine of ourselves, right? There's so many ways we can work on it. What we don't want to do is just be data collectors and storytellers without emotional integration or real life activation. Remember, astrology doesn't do the work for you. You do the work. And astrology can help you to determine what work you want to do and, you know, to help you to understand your story a little bit better. Again, there's a lot going on astrologically and I am constantly thinking about not just how can I tell you what's happening, but how can I help you to integrate what you're hearing? That work of integrating what we hear, of having the discernment to take in and take on useful things, things we can work with, um, and maybe put other bits of data to the side until we can cope with them better, whatever it is, That work is kind of an ongoing bit of work that we all have to do, whether, you know, you're listening to an astrology podcast, or you're reading the news or anything else. So, you know, just stay with it is the the hot take I'm coming away with here. Just stay with the work, even when it's hard, maybe especially when it's hard. That said, let's start at the beginning. December 19th, Venus is officially retrograde. I talked about the Venus retrograde transit very extensively in episode 236. If you missed it, go back, listen to it. And I'm going to kind of touch on it a little bit more with the first Venus retrograde transit we have later in the week. But I will say this. Venus goes retrograde for a reason, right? Like there's there's actually value in the retrograde. So don't fear the damn retrograde. You know, I understand that for some people, it's a lot more uncomfortable than others. For some people... It's actually kind of a great time. Regardless of how easy or difficult it is, what I want to say is really important is that you engage with the energies in a constructive way. I mean, Venus isn't damn Capricorn anyways, right? So what this might look like is simply being willing to look inside, you know, to review, revisit, and reconsider your values, your relationships, how you're engaging with your finances or other people. You, you, you know where I'm going with this, right? So don't fear the retrograde. Instead, work with the retrograde. Engage with the retrograde and be willing to learn from the retrograde and with the retrograde. That's the whole point of all this stuff. Uh, question your values, you know, and if you find cause for change, be willing to consider change, what that might look like for you, what that means. Now on the 19th, we have another exact transit. Uh, the sun will be forming an exact sextile to Jupiter. And this is a really lovely transit. This transit is associated with growth and resiliency. It can be a time where we feel just a break, you know, like a lovely break. And if things have been going great for you, then this can be a really fun, lovely transit where you just have a bunch of serendipity, you know, happen in your in your days. I mean, whether or not things are going well for you, you may have serendipity and a sense of like things just kind of coming together. If things have been really rough, this can be a time where you feel more resilient and uh, a bit like buoyed. And you may have some sort of positive break or, you know, little moments of luck, or you might make your own luck. That's a thing. This transit is so lovely that if you make use of it, you're going to get more out of it. What that basically means is show up, show up to the best of your ability to see where you can bring your resilience, where you can bring your gratitude or a sense of optimism and how it can help you. And to do this in, again, a way that reflects your values, because this transit is exact alongside the Venus retrograde So we want to really understand that these transits are connected in that way because they're happening at the same time. Now, on the 20th, we have an exact trine between Mercury and Uranus. So Mercury is in Capricorn, Uranus is in Taurus. So it's a nice earthy trine. I love the Mercury trine to Uranus. It's really great for uh, seeing things from a more open standpoint, communicating your boundaries, uh, your needs, your desires in a more creative way, like finding new ways of saying things, you know. Uh, This transit can be great for listening, for actually listening to other people, to what they have to say, and, you know, being present for that. This can be a time where your ideas come together, right? Your words Find you, uh, and that's really lovely. It's also a great transit for friendship. It's a great transit for connecting with people. This is a week where it's nice to connect with people. So, don't be shy. Text a friend. Uh, you know, do do what you got to do. Of course, do it safe because pandemic, global plague. You know, be safe. Right, wear a mask. Okay, so that brings us to the twenty first of December. It's Capricorn season. Uh, the sun moves into the zodiac sign of Capricorn. And when the sun is at zero degrees of Capricorn, it is the winter solstice here in this part of the world that I'm in. I'm in California, USA. The winter solstice is happening on December 21st, 2021, 8 a.m. This is a time when we honor the return of the sun. And it's also the longest night of the year. And I, I like that. It's real lovely. You know. Uh, Talking about solstices uh, and solar ingresses is not my specialty or my favorite things to do, Uh, but it is worth noting. This particular winter solstice chart, when we look at the exact timing of this chart, it of course includes the Venus retrograde, the Venus-Pluto conjunction, which we're about to have our second hit of. It includes a Mars square to Jupiter, a Saturn-Uranus square, and a moon opposition to the Pluto Venus conjunction, right? There's a lot in this solstice. And so, you know, the reason why I think this is really important and why I am sharing it is because this season has the markings of being really fucking intense. This solar season or this winter time, as you want to hold it, has all the astrological markings of being really intense. And there's a lot of ways that this can play out, but I would be remiss. If I didn't say that in a global pandemic with a new variant rapidly taking hold, you know, in many, many places, including the U.S., in case you were curious, my American friends, I would be remiss to not say this chart looks intense and it looks frustrating to me. That plus a few other things I'm going to talk about in just one moment are meaningful markers of concern in the context of COVID. And of course, we are all critical thinking, common sense people here at Ghost of a Podcast Industry, so we do not take medical or scientific advice from astrologers. That would be weird. But from my perspective with the resources that I have, I'm taking this new variant very seriously, and I am being very careful. And because I care about you, I want to encourage you to take it seriously and to be very careful. Whether or not you're fully vaccinated, be very careful. Wear masks, socially distance, wash your paws, and moisturize. Just keep on moisturizing. I don't want to blow your mind, but it feels nice. It's a nice thing to do. Anyways, be careful this solstice season. And know that when there's great stress and tension, we tend to have more conflict because it's hard to act your best when you don't feel right. So, you know, have a little grace with yourself. Strive to have a little grace with others and stay safe. Take care of yourself. Take care of your community, both the immediate community around you, but of course, also global community, global pandemic. You know the damn trail. Okay. That brings us to (laughs) the big astrology announcements. We have got on the 23rd of December another exact square between Saturn and Uranus. (laughs) It's not great. It's not great. I laugh because I'm nervous, Uh, not because it's funny. So, this transit, you know, it's been going on all year. I've talked about it a lot. And it's kind of a bummer that it's happening right now. But here we are, right? Here we are. I will say that in 2022, there will be a little pause from this transit. And we will not have another perfectly exact hit, but we will have something very close to an exact hit at the end of 2022. So this transit is staying with us. It's staying with us. And that's not great news because it's really stressful. This transit is associated with energy crises, economic crises, and that is because it is associated with structural and infrastructure crises. This transit is also associated with the fact that legislation is not keeping up with technology, not quick enough. Technology is a very rapid and evolving field, and government, not as much. Uh, And government would be Saturn, and technology would be Uranus. And so there's tension there. Now, gratefully, gratefully, there are places around the world that are starting to outlaw Clearview AI. And it's possible that we will see, you know, this kind of AI become illegal, which is very, very good news for every human everywhere. But, you know, it hasn't happened yet. We'll see if it happens. But again, here we have the potential for technology to be used against people instead of for people. Because of many reasons, including but not limited to, we don't have laws to protect us. Our lawmakers don't really understand technology. The Saturn-Uranus square, in the best case scenario, we may see or can expect to see meaningful structural and humane change. This would be great. I imagine that we will look back at this, uh, maybe this specific date, more likely this specific period, and understand it as a meaningful benchmark for change. And that might be in unexpected and chaotic ways. We might be seeing revolutionary change, and we may also see systemic change, but we can expect, because it's a square and not a trine, a lot of resistance to those changes. And that resistance can happen from individuals Or the systems that uphold societies and businesses and families and all of that kind of stuff. When we have a Saturn-Uranus square, we have tension between the old and the new and the tried and true and the innovative. And that can go lots of different ways, right? In the context of COVID, uh, yeah, we are seeing major frustrations with the new variant. People are so frustrated with the government and with scientists for not being psychics, honestly. You know, it's not like I'm not trying to hold governments accountable. I have a lot of criticisms for all government. That said, this is a new variant of a new disease. And we cannot expect governments and people who make vaccines and such to be psychics who predict things accurately and on time. That's not a thing, you know. It is really frustrating to not have answers. We want answers, Saturn, so that we can protect our own individual freedoms, Uranus. And that's human, you know, it's human. But remember that this transit is psychological and behavioral. We, in this transit, are likely going to need to protect our freedoms, Uranus, by being conservative, Saturn, or finding new ways of craving and creating security for ourselves and our communities, that meet the, the needs of the moment, right? That's again, Saturn Uranus. In other words, and more plainly, we all have to compromise because we are living through something that is unique and real and impacts us all. I'm burnt out on COVID. Are you? Uh, yeah, of course you are. You didn't even need to answer. I just knew it. Everybody's fucking burnt out of this fucking pandemic. Of course we are. Some people handle it better than others. You know, some people's lives are more adversely impacted than others. But we all need to make individual compromises. We all need to make individual compromises in order to protect ourselves, our loved ones, and the larger community. It's just, it's just where we're at. And because of this transit, I mean, because of human nature, but also this is classic of The transit. Saturn's in Aquarius, we're social distancing. It's squaring Uranus, we're really social distancing and it's unpredictable. We don't know when it's going to end. We don't know what the rules are because the rules keep on changing. Again, this is all classic of the transit. And it's important to know that the transit's happening for a reason. I'm not positive what the reason is, you know, I I got my theories, but it's happening for a reason. And, you know, you and me and everyone around us are part of it. So, Finding ways of engaging with the limitations that you're being faced with, with the unpredictability of life and the stress that it's causing, finding ways of coping with this that are psychological, in other words, that embrace your mental health and wellness, is really important. It's the way to sustain this path. This is psychologically very stressful. Whether you've ever had COVID, whether you know anyone who has, it doesn't matter. Like if, you know, It's just really stressful to live through this. And so do your best, you know, do your best to investigate how you cope with frustration and compromise and feeling blocked or stimmy. These are difficult emotions. No one likes them. No one's great at it. But you get to find out how you engage with this stuff and, you know, find better ways if possible. Support yourself better if possible. You are going to see a lot in other people. You have been seeing a lot about other people and how they compromise or not whether their individualism is toxic or not, right? Because it's a square between Saturn and Uranus, we can expect to see things that are uncomfortable, to experience things that are uncomfortable. We certainly already have as the transit has impacted all of 2021. But in a way, honestly, it's time to grow up. Saturn's involved, right? It's time to grow up regardless of age. It's not about age. It's important for us to show up and engage with the realities that we're all sharing responsibly, ethically, and with consideration. Consideration for our long-term wellness, but the wellness of others. This will inevitably require that we pivot and change, and that we are innovative and willing to explore different ways of being, being in ourselves, being in the world. And given that this is happening over the Christian holiday of Christmas— a lot of people are going to be with family, right? Or dealing with family stuff. If that's the case, don't forget who you are. This is an opportunity to grow up, to be the person that you've grown into, the person you want to be, even when you're around your old triggers and your old dynamics. This is going to be a time where we need healthy boundaries, right? So in the context of interpersonal and family boundaries, I've dropped lots of content about this, But in episode 234, a very recent episode, I talked about that's just Sally being Sally. And if you know what I'm talking about, no need to re-listen to it. But if you don't know what I'm talking about and you need to have boundaries with family or friends and you don't know how, you may want to re-listen to that question that I answered at the start of the episode to get a little boundary 101 content. You know, why not? Go do it. Okay. So the upshot here is whether we're talking about family stuff, whether we're talking about interpersonal stuff, whether we're talking about how we engage with the world in the global pandemic or not, we need to find new ways of holding boundaries. And doing that in old dynamics is profound. You know, it's deep and it's meaningful and it's difficult, but it's worth it. And at this point, wearing masks, washing your hands, all that kind of stuff in the context of covid, you know, being considerate, you know, making decisions around how you're going to handle this medically. All of this stuff it's it's not new anymore. I mean, it's new. It's new in a lot of ways, but it's also not. You know, we're in this. So, how do you need to pivot or not? How do you need to engage psychologically and behaviorally, materially? These are really important questions to be asking yourself and the truth is this week because this transit will be exact Plus, all the other stuff, you know, you may not feel that you have the energy to really think about these things. You might just find yourself in a position where you're acting and reacting, reacting, acting. And if that's the case, I do want to encourage you to, uh, you know, do what you got to do. Like go to the bathroom, close the door, take a deep breath, slow down and check in with yourself. Check in with yourself around how you're behaving and whether or not it reflects how you intend to be behaving. Check in with your mental health. How can you support yourself? And sometimes that just means being honest with yourself about like, yeah, I am I am hanging on by a thread today. That's where I'm at. And if that's what you come to, if you're like, okay, that's my reality right now, then it becomes a little bit easier to be like, okay, that's my reality. What do I need to do in order to, I don't know, not make things worse in my relationships or support myself, whatever it is? You don't need to do perfect. You know, you just want to do your best. That's that's the goal here. And because Saturn square to Uranus is happening, uh, yeah, that that might be real fucking hard. It's a square. It's a 90 degree angle. And because it's a 90 degree angle, it's not easy. So be gentle, my friends. Be gentle. Now, one last thing I'll add about this particular transit is that it is happening at 11 degrees of Aquarius and Taurus, so fixed signs. So if you have any planets around 11 degrees uh, in fixed signs in particular, so those fixed signs are Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, and Taurus, uh, then you're really going to feel this. It's going to hit your personal life very directly. So again, be gentle with yourself and show up. You know, this is a test of our maturity. Show up, my loves, to the best of your ability. So that's the Saturn square to Uranus. And that brings us to the 25th. On December 25th, we've got two exact transits. The first one is of Mars trying to Chiron. Mars trying to Chiron uh, is actually a really fortifying transit. I'd love to see this transit uh, alongside the Saturn square to Uranus because it is empowering us to act in ways that reflect the change we want to be. Chiron is kind of like Pluto in that even when it's an, quote, easy aspect, it can feel a little hard. But those trines and sextiles, those aka benefic aspects, what they do is they give us the energy of support so that we can move through whatever difficulties with more grace, more ease, uh, and often better results. So that's kind of cool. Mars trine to Chiron can give us a real boost. And that boost of energy is what we need to do the work that we're being called to do and to, you know, keep on keeping on as it were. Okay. Now the other exact transit that is happening on this day is a Venus retrograde conjunction to Pluto. Does that sound familiar? Of course it does because it's happening again. It happened on December 11th. You may remember and if you don't, you can always listen to episode 235, where I talked about it a lot. And then it's going to come back. It's, it's going to come back on March 3rd of 2022. So that's a very long time to be influenced by these energies. There's a lot going on with this fucking transit. And I will say it brings up intense, compulsive feelings. And generally, when Pluto's involved, uh, those feelings are difficult you know, Pluto governs shame and resentment and all kinds of other heavy things. But you want to keep in mind, now Venus is retrograde. Venus retrograde is not the time to ask, what should I do? It's time to ask, what are my values and motivations here? Like, what do I actually value? How can I show up in ways that reflect my values? And this is all because Venus retrograde, right? Because that's what Venus retrograde wants us to ask. And because it's in the zodiac sign of Capricorn, it's all very pragmatic. It's all very practical. It's very material. And that doesn't just mean money. It means body image. It means what you do, you know, in the material world. When we add in the data, when we add in like the extra layer of the conjunction between Venus and Pluto, the questions we need to be asking ourselves are, what am I willing to give up for what I value and love and hold dear. Because Pluto requires that we let go of what isn't serving us, or we just not hold so tightly onto what we value and what we cherish. Pluto takes us honestly to the underworld and back. And the underworld can be a lot of different things. It can be, you know, the depths of your psyche. It can be your worst fears. It can be uh, all manner of difficulty. But how we deal with it, What happens? This is on us. This is again, where we can understand that the astrology of the Venus Pluto conjunction is going to be confronting some sort of Venusian themes. And in particular, you can look at where these planets are moving through in your birth chart. So where you have late degree Capricorn is going to be the part of your life that gets hit by this transit in particular. But how you engage, how you show up, how you honor your values or not, how you respect other people's values or not. These things are all dependent on you and me and all of us, right? Whether we look at this on a personal level or on a social level or political level, there's things we need to give up in order to be more authentic and ethical. If we instead seek to be like okay well what is that what do i do then you're already going to feel confused because it's a retrograde right we're, we're we're meant to look within and ask questions i know it's annoying i'm sorry it's difficult it's annoying it's all the things but if you're seeking answers to questions right now all these questions i've named and more it's going to be difficult for you to feel like you're getting answers but instead if you investigate if you look within in that plutonian way you will get a lot more value out of this. You will actually come to your answers more organically. Life is not about a series of destinations of like accomplishments. Life is about the path we take to those destinations. It's about the damn journey. But when we're in pain and when we're experiencing fear, we tend to forget. So this is not the time to forget. Because of Pluto, you may be feeling or people around you may be feeling any of the classic Plutonian feelings like betrayal, resentment. You may be feeling compulsive or addictive. Terror and real fear may be triggered. You may be feeling shame or guilt. And this may in particular show up as fear around money issues or loneliness. Again, scarcity around these Venusian themes. And the potential here. And this is in no small part because of the fact that it's happening in Capricorn. But the potential here is that we can take a practical approach to making sustainable progress. And this practical approach is in part by not abandoning ourselves, or if this is coming up in a relationship with someone else, not abandoning others when these scary and kind of taboo difficult emotions emerge. This is key. I cannot stress this enough. Pluto. Is the planet that governs abandonment, abandonment of self, abandonment of others. And again, personally and socially. And we do not want to abandon anyone, ourselves included, just because we're feeling fucked up. So pay attention, my loves. Pay attention to your emotions and the emotions of others and do your best to show up and to show up in ways that reflect your values. And if you can't show up, then to hold that boundary. In a way that reflects your values, we want to be conscientious about how we use our power. And we all have power. Again, some of us a lot more than others. Some of us are a lot more comfortable with using it than others, but we all have power. And it's very important that we are not abusing our powers or shrinking away from embodying our power at this time. Power itself is not corrupt, it's the misuse of power that is corruption, right? it's really important that we understand that all of us have Pluto in our birth charts. And we are in a very Plutonian time. And yes, in the 2022 year ahead podcast episode, I will talk about the Pluto return. And, you know, if you've listened to uh, me talk about the Pluto return recently, which I have done in a recent episode a bit, uh, or if you've done any kind of research, you know that this is a time where uh, the United States is having to confront its use and abuse of power. We're seeing this socially, you know, we're seeing this globally. And also we are likely to see this in our personal lives during this Venus-Pluto time. So I'm telling you these dates when it's exact, but even when the transits are not exact, we are in this larger phase where we're going to be impacted by these themes. And it's kind of a long phase. So do your best to engage with this stuff in a healthy way. And here's a little pro tip, okay? Entitlement and defensiveness are two sides of the same shitty coin. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna repeat that. Entitlement and defensiveness are two sides of the same shitty coin. Instead of entitlement and defensiveness, try to seek empowerment and boundaries. Uh, they're also two sides of you know the same coin. It's just a much nicer coin. Emotions are big right now. They're, they're big and a lot and it may be a really hard time for a lot of people. So check in on your loved ones. And if you need help, reach out and ask for it. That's a really good use of this energy. Remember, you're connected to this earth, this weird, beautiful, terrifying place that we share. You're connected to it. And this earth is a resource. It's a resource that you can energetically connect to. Put your feet on the ground. I know it's cold in a lot of places, so maybe, you you know, wear your socks, wear your shoes, but put your feet on the ground, hug a damn tree, hug a damn tree, pet a cat, connect to organic matter that is uncomplicated and makes you feel loved, makes it easier for you to experience love. Start there if you're having a real rough time. And you know, let that support you and use that support to be kinder to yourself and others to show up more for yourself and for others. Now I want to share one more thing, and it's actually about the solstice. So 10 years ago, this very solstice, I met the person who would become my forever fiance. And yeah, we're having our 10-year anniversary this year, and I'm really excited about it, and I thought I'd share it because this very same beautiful trans man is not just my partner in life, uh, but my partner in ghost of a podcast. He edits and produces it, and uh, it's just basically, you know my bestie through it. And I feel really lucky about that. I feel really lucky to have someone that I love who loves me back, who's a really wonderful partner to me in this life. But I'm also really grateful that this same nerd is somebody that I can work with. You know, this 10-year anniversary that my partner and I are celebrating this week, part of that is actually celebrating this thing that we've created together, this podcast that we really love. And I just thought I'd share with you that, you know, ghost of a podcast is made with love, like literally made with love from me and my forever fiance. And maybe we shouldn't be surprised as astrology nerds that the person that I met on the winter solstice (laughs) is somebody that I work with, you know, because, hey, Capricorn season. Hey, now I got one more piece of news for you, which is this. Um, I'm building a new website. Well, I've been building a new website for many months, many months, and I hope to be launching it this very week. And I say I hope because you know what? Things don't always go according to plan, and that's okay. But uh, hopefully you will visit it because it's fucking gorgeous. Ooh, it's gorgeous. Uh, It's supposed to be launching around the 21st, right in time for the Saturn square to Uranus. Yeah, I'm a damn genius. I will talk about it more once it's out in the world, I just wanted to give you a little heads up because if you frequent my website to read my weekly horoscopes or use the free chart drawing tool I have, or you know I've got so much free content on my site, so if you're a person who goes there, you might be like, wait a minute, where am I? Where am I? And I want to say you're home. Welcome. Make yourself comfortable. Okay, uh, that's it, my nerds. If you're celebrating a holiday this week, have a happy holiday. Don't forget to sign up for a damn class. If you haven't already joined me over on Patreon, this is a real good time to do it because there's just I got lots of really great content on there. And I just love I love my patrons. You know, if you're a patron, and you're listening. I thank you. I thank you so much because I, I really love my patrons and I love being able to uh, connect on Patreon. So join me over on Patreon if you haven't already. And of course, send in your questions if you got them to be answered on the podcast. You could just go to ghostofapodcast.com or go to my main website, you know, lovelunyato.com. These are, these are places on the internet, the World Wide Web. Have you heard of it?
2: Every year they say the end is near, but we're still here, yeah, we're still here, oh.